This Week in Wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now, 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group, retirement made simple. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to This Week in Wealth. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always call us at 630-934-1855. That's 630-934-1855. You can also get a hold of us on our website, alphawealthgroup.com. That's alphawealthgroup.com. Great information on there to download. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can sign up for a class. So always want to be a resource for you. Uh, today, as always, we're going to get into a lot of stuff today. I mean, there's always things going on that we want to address, but uh, specifically, uh, of course, the market, what's going on there. We've just got a lot of turmoil, unfortunately, going around the world. But we want to talk about this, the market and, and some things that are happening there that could impact your, your plan. The other thing that we may talk about, there's an interesting article called The Five Financial Mistakes. I thought this was interesting, and I think there'll be some good takeaways there. And, of course, we will touch upon, won't spend the whole time on it, but this end of year stuff that's coming up, as I said, it's there's things that are happening. I have a, an entire report on it. I can't get into all of it, and that's why I offer this information. But there's some important things that we have until December 31st to do. And if we miss that opportunity, we've missed another year to do some things that can be impactful. And uh, and and then much more. We'll probably get into other topics as we we ha- we happen to do as we start talking. But I thought I would get first into this end of year stuff because it relates a lot to tax planning. You've heard me talk about how important this is and how it can be impactful in your planning because it's really how much are we keeping, and as opposed to when you look at retirement accounts, you know you really they're really joint titled with the government and most of the traditional accounts. We have Social Security well, up to eighty five percent of that is taxable. Pensions one hundred percent taxable. So we really have to consider what are we doing in retirement. So I want to kind of dig into this, and I thought you know this was kind of an interesting perspective. I think I get this from from individuals when I when they come in, we have questions, and there's just a lot of confusion, and for good reason. But I thought this would be interesting. There was this uh, Bob Barker, God rest his soul. Um, he had an interesting take. I thought you'd be interested in hearing this. What if you should be the winner and you are less than $100 away from the retail price of your own showcase? Then what happens? I win them both. That's right. I can't afford it. You can't afford it, all these taxes, huh? Well, do you do have we any... pay tax on this? I beg your pardon? We don't have to pay tax on this, do we? Well, of course you do. Anything that you win on the show is earned income. It's just that much more uh, in the way of income. And if it moves you up into a higher bracket, of course you would pay more. You want to quit? No, no. You want to go ahead? No, I'll continue. All right. Well, that was a smart move on his part. But what's interesting is, wasn't didn't realize that hey, that's taxable. Those winnings are taxable. Now, I don't want to don't want to correct Bob Barker. It's technically not earned income. Earned income is wages, ten ninety nine income, but it still is taxable. Just like. Uh, a lot of the accounts we have out there investments. So I, I get the confusion. A lot, sometimes people will say, is my Social Security taxable? Yeah, up to 85% of it is. So if you have a $30,000 Social Security benefit, up to 25000 of that benefit can be taxable. So what are we doing to try to minimize those taxes? You know, and I don't, again, it's not, there's a saying, you know, that's why the tax code is written in pencil. In fact, I'm going to offer this in a little bit. It's, I, I came across this. I, I don't know. It was exciting to me. I don't know if it will be to you, but it was called Tax Facts 2023. I've got an entire table. It gets into every type of, not every type, most types of taxes. 
talks about what the marginal tax bracket is, capital gains tax, estate taxes, standard deductions. So I can get that out to you. It's a really, really nice piece that's put together. So you can, and as I talk, maybe uh, I'll make some references to it today. But there's been a lot of things that have changed. The Secure Act 2019, the Secure Act 2.0 2022, um, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act 2017, which lowered marginal tax brackets and is going to sunset at the end of 2025. And so I just, again, want you to be aware of these things. And, and let me give you some examples. And this kind of dovetails into this end of year. I had two meetings this past week where they'd come, where um, these couples had come in, always very nice. I always enjoy this. Um, but they had required minimum distributions. Okay. What does that mean? That means at a certain age you have, and there's a ter- that's either called required, if you do not take the distributions out, and by the way, you have until the end of the year to do this, there's a 25% penalty, 25% penalty. So we have to be aware of these RMDs. If you are 72, um, it's been changed. Now it's going to be 73 going into next year. You have to take required minimum distribution. So there's like there's basically two camps here. One of those that are taking it. Now, by the way, when you take a required minimum distribution, it is a distribution from your traditional account. You have to pay all the tax on it. It is 100% income taxable, right? Um, it could impact how much of your Social Security is taxable, and it's taxed at whatever the tax rate is in the future. And, and we don't know what they're going to be in the future. So if you're taking them now, one of the I'll make make a couple comments. Number one, you know, think about there's options where you can use qualified charitable contributions. In other words, take a look at this. And again, I can send you the information on it. This is why I have this end of your planning report. Plus, I'll include the tax table. But if you were to take, let's say your required distribution was ten thousand dollars, you did the calculation. Um, and by the way, that's called a uniform table. There's not a percentage. Okay, and I can send that to you too. It's called a uniform table, lifetime uniform table. The first year you divide by 27.4. I know this sounds crazy. The second year you divide by 26.5, and the next year you divide by 25.6. So you're dividing by a number, and the number goes down as you age, right? And that's how you determine what your required distribution is. So let's say you have 274000 in an IRA. Divide by 27.4, we'll make it simple. Your distribution, required distribution is $10,000. Now keep in mind, if you don't take that by December 31st, the penalty is 25% of that's $2,500 plus the tax. So this is why this stuff is so important. But if you are in that mode where you have to take the distribution, look at doing qualified charitable. You can direct some of that distribution to a charity. Guess what? It is no longer taxable. It will not be, you, it will not go on your tax return as tax, but you get to deduct that. So this is something you can do right now. The other thing is maybe to be a little proactive on it too. If you do have to take that amount, again, it's a required minimum distribution. Think about maybe trimming some of the holdings that you don't like. So we can be strategic about this. I want to talk about it and coming up, I'm going to talk about how do we try to minimize or reduce or even eliminate the required distributions. I call it forward tax planning. We're going to get into that, but I just wanted you to be aware of required distributions. And by the way, one more thing. If you have inherited a retirement account, this was part of the SECURE Act. If you require, if you inherited it from a parent, a sibling, non-spouse beneficiary, you will have required distributions too if you, if that was before 2019. So please don't forget. Um, I do want to get into this more because I'm going to talk about Roth conversions that kind of relate to all this. These things work together. 
And that's why I want to provide you with some of this information so you can start looking at some of these ideas to put you in a better spot. As I said, forward tax planning. So for those of you that are interested, I'll get out the end of your planning report. I'll include the tax sheet, the uniform table. I mean, this is good information. And, 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 and you know, information so you can start making, like as, as I like to say, informed decisions. So if you want that, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855 for the end of your planning, as well as those tables and the worksheets. Uh, coming up, I want to spend a little more time on this, getting to tax-free, which we talk about. I still have a lot to talk about on the market and some other ideas, so stick around. You're listening to Tom Fortino here on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always call us at 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. You can go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com, alphawealthgroup.com. Resources there, our newsletters, classes, information, and reports. We offer that. It's all free. There's no excuse. You got the information. So... And always, too, as, as, as I, I'd offered some information uh, in the previous segment, I just want to say if there's something specific and you want us to customize it for you, because I'm going to be talking about the market. I may get into some estate planning today. But if there's something specific in your situation, let us know. We can customize the information for you. So I just, I just want to let you know, or if it's on Social Security, you want something on that. We have reports on all of these things, and I, I think they're helpful. Um, but let me get back to this I, I, this, our, this required distribution. Um, it, it all relates to, I know, uh, you know, we can be doing tax planning throughout the year. Okay, I'm an investment advisor rep. We do portfolio management. But I also, you know, want to help people with taxes. I, I think I looked at, you know, half dozen tax returns this past week. And it's interesting because I was able to, there's a lot of good information. And I can see how much of your Social Security is taxable. I can see what your taxable income is. I can tell you what your marginal tax bracket is. So, for example, this this couple came in, really a wonderful couple, really, really nice people. They worked really hard, and they're, they're in a great position. But there are some things that they can do. They're, you know, so we went through, I looked at their tax return. They were in the 22% tax bracket. And so we talked about, and they're taking required distributions, right? So I said, you're, if you're in the camp of where you're taking them versus where you're, you're not there, but uh, uh, you know, Roth conversions, when you go to a Roth, there are no required distributions. So the point is you, you eliminate those. So in this example, I said, look, let's talk about Roth conversion. You can still do them. You can do them at any age. Let me, let me give them, I've said this many times with the rules on Roth conversions. You can do any amount at any age at any time. There you go. And so in this example, because I saw their tax returns, I saw they were in the 22% marginal tax bracket. You may be in a 12, right? Because I just, you just want it. This is why this tax table I offered or this tax, I'm sorry, it's called Tax Facts 2023. You can use this as a resource. And that's why I want to get this out to you with the other information. But so I, we talked about, okay, what would happen if you converted 30,000? Okay. And so first of all, I just want him to understand what the tax liability was. Well, 22% times 30,000, that's $6,600. There's your answer. There's no, not my opinion, right? And so I said, then I posed the question. It, for you, is it worth it for you to move $30,000, pay 6,600 today, to move 30,000, to never pay tax on it the rest of your life, to have no required minimum distributions, no, no tax on it regardless of future tax rates, right? It don't, won't tax your social security when you pull out and it goes to your children and spouse tax free. Would you do it? And so 
This is something we want to consider. I know I've talked about Roth conversions before, but you know this is something that you have till December 31st to do it for this year. So that every time I talk each week, it's like we're getting closer. We're getting closer. And you know, for those of you that aren't at that point taking required distributions, you have it's going into next year. It's it's age 73. And um, I, again, I had another meeting this week, someone who's about four or five years away from it. Guess what? We're talking about doing Roth conversions. Why? Because by the time this person gets to 73, what did they accomplish? They've drawn down their IRA. They've repositioned more into tax-free forever. Their required minimum distribution will be lower, right, by the time they get there because they've drawn this down. And so this is why we talk about taking action now and understanding why we may want to start to do some of these things. And by the way, oh, one other thing that's interesting, uh, this couple, the, the husband was still working, which he enjoyed it. It was great. He felt he kept it, he kept him active. And so he could also do Roth contributions. Roth contributions, that's right. If you're over age 50, it's 7,500 per person. So that meant that he could do 7,500. His, and by the way, even though his spouse was retired, the, a non-working spouse can also also make a contribution. So that was in addition to the conversion, they could do the contribution. So think about that, 30 plus 15, that's $45,000 that they could reposition by January 1st that will never be taxed again. There's no required minimum distributions, doesn't tax your Social Security and goes to your spouse and children tax-free. So this is why we talk about these ideas, and this is just a couple of ideas I'm, um, that we're talking about where we, when we talked about required distributions, we talked about conversions. You have until the end of the year to do these things. The Tax Cut and Jobs Act, which I mentioned before, goes right now, it sunsets in 2026. I, I, I don't like to use, I like to say it ends in 2025. 2025, December 31st of 2025, um, it goes, reverts back to what are higher marginal tax brackets. So the other th- thing here is, and is, you know, we have this year, and then we have 2024 and 2025. So give some thought to, to doing some of these things on top of the other ideas. My tax-free report has seven ideas in there. I've just talked about a couple here, but I can, you know, I can include that here with the tax table, and I offer the information on the end of year. And the other thing I just, with, with required minimum distribution, I just want you to be aware, as I said, this is where we can potentially lose tax control. What I mean by that is, number one, we have a required distribution whether we want it or not. And of course, it's a problem for people who don't need it. Number two, as I said, it can tax your Social Security. It, uh, it could increase your Medicare premiums because Medicare premiums are, are set and based on your income. There's also a net income from tax. It can, it can, uh, t- it can impact your capital gains tax. And, and one other thing, when it's, if one spouse predeceases the other, the required distribution does not go down. Right, so now you you know instead of being in twenty two percent tax bracket at ninety thousand, you're in a twenty two percent tax bracket at forty five thousand. So my point is, you can now have to pay even more tax on it. So there's it's not as simple as when we talk about there's there's no perfect answer here. I just want to be clear, but if you get if you just get the information, you can start to make decisions today that I believe down the road you're going to be thankful you made these choices. So I'll get the information out to you again the end of your planning packet with the tax free ideas and this tax facts 2023 great table and so i'll get all that out to you but also let me make one other comment for those that you want because i know there's a lot of rules here and everybody's situation is unique 
But uh, for those of you that you know want to schedule some time, you want to take a look and say, Tom, these are areas I, I'm really not sure what my best moves are or what I should look at. You know, give us a call because we can schedule a time. There's no cost or obligation if you want to schedule a time to get together. But this will be personal and customized to you. We'll we'll do everything from an income plan to tax planning. You know the five pillars I talk about. We'll do a portfolio analysis. And uh, so give us a call. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855 to either schedule a time or get some of the information I've offered. Coming up, we're going to get into... Of course, the market, what's going on, a lot of things moving back and forth, a lot of volatility. We've got much more to get into. Stick around. You're listening to Tom Fortino on This Week in Wealth on AM720 WGN. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you want to get a hold of us, you can give us a call at 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. You can always go to our website alphawealthgroup.com. That's alphawealthgroup.com. All kinds of information there. So, um, you know, a lot of resources. And as I say, we always want to be a resource for you. Get information that can, uh, you know, that can make a difference in your retirement plan. You know, we've covered a number of things so far. I, I spent some time on some of the end of year stuff that also kind of spills into the whole tax planning piece of your plan. And uh, again, never want to lose sight of the fact that there's, you know, there's a there's an overall plan. It's not about one thing. It's not about growing a pile of money and picking it. It's not about buying a product. But uh, these are all pieces of it. And you know, that's the report we have, the retirement planning guide, which is the five pillars to your plan. It gets into all of these individually. But as a as as far as being complete, it's about having an income plan, income you can't outlive, minimizing taxes, getting much of it as tax free. Your investment plan, having a plan you can stick with and you, you're, it's, it meets your goals, then protecting the assets from these uh, unfortunate events, whether it's in the event of a death or disability or long-term illness, and then having an estate plan to control assets during your lifetime and then down to your children and grandchildren in the most efficient manner. That's it. Five pieces. But let me talk about one of those now. I'm going to get into another one, which is the uh, this market, the investment world. And there's just it's it's kind of this blessing and a curse where you can go on the internet, you can watch TV, you get all this stuff. But there's certainly um, we hear a lot of things in there. In fact, I thought this was an interesting take on the market. Maybe this will help give you some guidance. I think this economy is cooking. On the whole, we have a strong economy. This is the weakest quote unquote bull market in the last 60 years. All signs are incredibly positive, and we are of course bullish. So yes, we do see signs that things are weakening, and we think we'll see a rally. Maybe not in October, but definitely by year end. So maybe the takeaway from that is. Turn off the TV. I don't know. And that's usually the answer to a lot of things. <laughs> but, um, you know, this in a way is noise. And I can respect, I hear a lot of these people. It's on in my office, of course. I have these stations on. And it's interesting. And, and we, that's why we call it the stock market exchange, right? One buys and one sells at the same time. And they both think they're geniuses, right? And so we need to understand we hear these things and it impacts us this is so let me talk a little bit about the investment piece of your plan you know we've seen the studies i can talk about dalbar has done these 20 year studies showing um the average this was through 2019 it's the same with you go through 2020 2021 um the average investor the average market return was 6.06 the average investor 4.25 and studies show when the stock market goes up, investors put more money in it. And when it goes down, they pull money out. It's akin to running to the mall every time the price of something goes up and then returning it 
when it's on sale, right? And it's tough because we want to get emotions out of this. And this is from this handbook. It was interesting. These were quotes from this behavior of individual investors, this uh, handbook on, on financial behavior, economics of finance. And we know it. It's tough. And so I'm not saying you can, I don't want to be, um, it's, it's not to be critical. You know, it's tough. Emotions, it's your money. You've worked hard. But we want to try to figure out how do I design and build a plan I can stick with. It's not timing the market. You cannot time the market. I don't care what anyone says. It's time in the market. But here's the caveat. You got to have a plan that you design and built to make that makes sense for you. So I'm going to get into some specifics. I've used the example, and I've, I think I used it once, and I've had a number of people who said, you know, they've quoted it back to me. It was by Eugene Fama, who was Nobel Prize uh, economist at University of Chicago. And he said, your investments are like a bar of soap. The more you use them, the smaller they get. Or the more you move them or touch them, the smaller they get. So you just want to be careful with this. And so it's important. The first thing I would say was, when you look at your plan or your investments, we need to look under the hood. And so I think all too often, though, one of the things, and you know me, I talk about financial organization quite a bit. I mean, it's critical to your planning. So one of the things I would just say, and then we'll get into some specifics here, this was an interesting article. It said that um, old four. This was from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Those born between fifty-seven and sixty-four held an average of twelve point four jobs. That's crazy. Before age fifty-four, and that's why they said perhaps that's why there's some twenty-four million forgotten four hundred one ks in excess of one point three trillion. So if left unintended, old accounts get converted to cash and are transferred to the state maybe as unclaimed property. Or, But the point is you may not be monitoring these. So the first thing I'll say, I don't want to spend a ton of time on that, is there's portability here. And I come across this all the time. So I just want to say as much as possible, consolidate. You don't need three Roths. You can have one. Okay? And so, um, you know, I, again, I see that is very common. So one thing I would just one takeaway is please get organized as much as possible. And start to consolidate accounts. I have one client that I'm working with right now had three different stocks at a different, at directly with the, with the company. They even had stock certificates, which you very rarely come across. We're putting them all into one brokerage account. It's going to be about six or seven accounts into one. And so I just want you to be aware of that and really focus on getting organized and consolidated. And then you can say, okay, let me take a look at my portfolio, right? And, and, and to understand... Again, can I stick with this portfolio because I know what I own, I know why I own it. I think a lot of times there's uncertainty. I mean, if you just look at, and when I talk about moving, look, the market was down 18%. The S&P was last year. This year it's up about 13 and it moves a little bit. I'm not, that's not to the penny, but it was, it was up as high as almost, it was almost 20% at the end of July. Then it dropped to 10 at the beginning of October. Now it's back up to 13. So these drops are common. I think the average, I could be off here, but it's over 10, it may be 14%. The average peak to trough any year is about 14%. So I just just want you to be aware of knowing what you own, understand there's volatility in the market. But that's why, you know, when you think about what your portfolio owns, the question is, what do you own that's not in the market, right? Um, And what are you comfortable with and what can you stick with? And so then you know what you own, right? If you say, look, I'm, I'm comfortable having 50% in the market. And so when the market moves down 20, I'm just giving you general rules, half of your portfolio is exposed to the market, right? So you may be down half that much. And then if the rest of your money is in a CD or some fixed, which by the way, now we're getting close to 5%, the 10-year treasury is approaching 5 um, 
But if you're in a, in a fixed account that's getting a fixed rate, that portion's up, even though the market's down. So we can kind of come at this. We can get into some specifics, and I want to get into this in more detail in the next segment. But I just wanted to kind of lay the groundwork um, as to how we want to start looking at our portfolios so we can stick to the plan. Remember, it's time in the market, not timing of the market. When we come back, I want to get into bonds, too. There's some interesting things going on in the bond market. What's going on in the economy? I want to get a little more into this um, designing a portfolio that makes sense for you. Look, for those of you that want some information on this, I'll send you our creating the In Pursuit of the Perfect Portfolio kind of um, report. But I also want to say anyone that wants to do a portfolio analysis, we do a portfolio x-ray. We'll do it for you. If you send us your holdings, we'll run it completely. You'll know what you're alone. You'll know your risk levels. You'll know what sectors you're in. You may be surprised. So this is really important because then you can take the step of creating a plan that makes sense for you. So if you want to take advantage of that, give us a call, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. Coming up again, we want to get more into the market here. We may talk a little bit more about some end-of-year moves as well as some estate planning issues that you may have to deal with. You're listening to Tom Fortino on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm your host, Tom Portino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group right here in the Chicagoland area. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can always call us at 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855 if you want any of the information we offer, if you want to schedule a time to get together. If there's a question you have, please just, I mean, or if you want to schedule time to talk for 15 minutes, I'm more than happy to help you. I get at questions every week. In fact, I'm going to get into a couple of them in a little bit here. And I've always respond and I, I um, you know, I, I give answers to, to want to give you some answers so it can be helpful to you. So just wanted to let you know. Let me spend a little more time. I want to talk about the market because we were talking about it last segment. You know, it's this uncertainty and, it, and it's, it's unfortunate, um, you know, because uh, I, just to clarify some things. Uh, because when emotions get involved, then we end up doing things maybe that aren't in our best interest. And so just to clarify again, let's talk. I'm going to get into bonds, but let me make just a couple quick comments on the market. When you hear the term the market, we just want to understand you have the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ. Those are the typical indexes we talk about. So just to, uh, to explain, the Dow, for example, I know this changes every day, but roughly, the S&P is up about 13, the Dow is up a little under 3. Why is that? They're both the market. Well, the Dow is, 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 is based on price. It's not based on cap. So, for example, the S&P, the largest um, stock is Apple. It's, it's close to $3 trillion as a valuation. It's a crazy. It's actually the most valuable com company in the world, okay? Um, whereas if you look at uh, General Motors, it might be worth $28 billion, right? Um, I'm just, there's a lot of disparity on these. So these seven, the large ones, the Microsofts, the Apples, they move the market because it's based on the size of the company. Whereas the Dow is based on the price. So when Apple's at $180 a share and United Health's at 400 guess which one moves the Dow more? So I'm just, I just want you to understand the idea behind that. The NASDAQ, by the way, is 50% technology. So last year it was down 30. This year it's outperforming all three. So when we look at what we own in the market, I just want to be, when we use these broad terms, understand what you own. And if you're going to own these exchange-traded funds, which we can own indexes, you know, a lot of people prefer the S&P, but it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Last year, the Dow outperformed. Okay, just wanted to give a, a, just a little uh, explanation of the, the, the different indexes when we talk about that. As it relates to the bonds, okay, um, 
if you look at what's been happening with bonds, uh, this has been some huge moves, and we really want to be clear on this. Interest rates and bond uh, valuations are inverse to each other, right? The 10-year Treasury, I think it was two years ago, maybe it was three, these years pass, um, was under 1% for the first time in the history of the United States. I think it was 2020 when the virus hit and so on, or maybe into 2021. Today, it's close to five. So the 10-year Treasury, this is Bloomberg, I think they said over the past, once they started jacking up interest rates recently, uh, was down over 30%. So you're saying, I own bonds. I just want you to be clear about what we're owning. The aggregate bond index, which is an exchange-traded fund, is down about 17% over the last two years. So what happened to this bond part of my portfolio? I just, again, want you to be clear on how these can work. Now, the flip can happen if interest rates go back down. Now you can have the appreciation on the bonds. So I'm not saying abandon bonds completely. Maybe you hold a portion of it, but there's alternatives to that. And so give some thought to maybe just having a fixed you know, CD or money markets right now. I know the Ford Fidelity money market is close to 5%. You can also um, look at, I've talked about these before, these structured notes. I use them in clients' portfolios. Some of these can yield over 9 10%, you know, depending on the month. I can get you information on those, but this is how we can start to create, you know, in these when these markets move like this and we sit in bonds because, again, I made the comment before, we cannot predict the future, but if yields continue to go up, the Fed right now is doing what's called quantitative tightening. They're putting bonds on the market. They're trying to sell them. They don't have many buyers, okay? And so what's happening is you're seeing interest rates continue to go up potentially. Again, I don't know, but I'm just I'm saying be careful. If that 40% is all bonds, I think you want to make some adjustments. That's my opinion. And for those that want some information on this, you can give us a call or if you want to come in or you want us to look at your portfolio. More than happy to, to go through all this for you and show you some of these ideas. Again, not big moves. It's more like a dimmer switch, making some adjustments. But these are things that we can do. So, again, if you want to give us a call, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. If you want to schedule a time, we'll do a complete portfolio analysis. We'll show you where you're at, what you have, and if there's some things that maybe some ideas that can um, help Especially if you're nearing retirement. This is where we're the most vulnerable. So we want to take a look at what do we own and, and be aware of what's going on because there's some crazy things happening, not just around the world, but when we, and well, that impacts our market. And, and, you know, then you look at debt, you know, $33 trillion in debt. A lot of issues that we, we want to kind of take a look at and maybe do some things to try to, you know, uh, help our, our portfolio and, and protect as much as possible. Okay. So just wanted to give you some ideas when you look at your portfolio. Let me do a pivot into this real quick because we don't have a lot of time left, but just some questions I thought would be helpful. Um, you know, someone asked me um, earlier today, they said, um, you know, because we talked about Roth conversions, right? And uh, even Roth contributions, which are two separate things, or Roth 401k contributions, a third thing. But someone asked me if they could, in this meeting, we talked about doing the Roth conversion, and they said, well, what can I own in the Roth? Am I allowed to own certain things? I said, you can own whatever, you can own the same thing. So one, one th point I want to make from this, and, and I hope this is helpful, is if you can own the same thing that you own in a Roth as you own in an IRA, as you own in just a regular after-tax uh, so if you want to own Apple stock in your brokerage, after-tax brokerage account, you want to own Apple stock in an IRA, and you want to own Apple stock in a Roth, you can. It's the same thing. You want to own a CD in an IRA, you want to own a CD in a Roth, and you want to own a CD in a... You can. It's the tax treatment, right? So if it's in an after-tax regular account, 
You get that 1099, you pay tax on the interest. If it's in an IRA, I'm talking about a CD example, you know, the, it grows tax deferred, but eventually you're going to pay on that when you pull it out. And of course, the best tax-free Roth, the interest is tax-free. So if you own a CD in a Roth, the interest is tax-free. That's right, forever. And so you see why I get excited about get, you know getting to tax-free. Same thing with dividends on stocks. Um, I've mentioned this before. Peter Thiel, who was a founder of PayPal, he bought PayPal when it was a penny stock. He bought, I think, 1.7 million shares. I think it was, I don't know, it was a 10,000 in his Roth over time, or he'd put a couple years in there. And it ended up being worth $5 billion. <laughs> It was all tax-free. I know I mentioned that before, but it's interesting. And by, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, too, with the, um, with the Roths. The other thing, uh, benefit is, for, I know it's secondary. you got to live your life, but your children will receive the Roth tax-free. They do not on an IRA. The IRA is taxable. Either you're paying the tax during your lifetime or your children are. But I just wanted to clarify that point, you know, um, as far as what you can own in these different things, all right? Um, and then another thing that came up was a question, and, and, and this was just last, was it last week or the week before, there was a 3.2% the, the COLA on Social Security. So going into next year, your Social Security benefit is going to go up by that much, right? Now, we don't know what Medicare premiums are going to do, but um, you're going to see a bump. So if you go on to ssa.gov, um, you'll see that bump, and you're your uh, Social Security benefit will increase. And by the way, you get the delayed retirement, the 8% on top of that. So I just want you to be clear. Whether you take it or not, you're getting it. Okay, so I know that was a question. But I had a couple in here. One was retired, the other wasn't. And they had, so they had income. And you know there's this penalty if you have income and prior to full retirement age. Um, if you make over $21,240, they'll penalize your Social Security if you take it prior to 66 or 67, depending on your full retirement age. Well, one spouse wasn't working, so his question was, well, can she take it and not be penalized, or does my income impact my spouse's income? And the answer is it doesn't. It's your income. So your spouse could be making $200,000 a year. If you're making nothing, you're not working anymore, and you turn on Social Security, it will not be penalized. It's your earned income that impacts it. So I just, again, these are just some questions I had that I thought would be helpful, and when you look at some of these things, I, I find when someone has a question, it's usually someone else may be thinking the same thing. So uh, I hope it's been helpful today. I know we've covered a lot of ground, as I said I would. I, I wanted to get into more, but we just don't have the time. Uh, we'll do it next week because we're here every Sunday at 7 a.m. Um, we'll get more into some of these other topics, but we've covered taxes. We've covered you know, the market. We've covered some ideas on income planning and Social Security, as well as what you own. So as I said, I hope this has been helpful. For those of you that want to take advantage, you think there's some areas here, there's a blind spot maybe that you we've hit at, or you think you want to take a, a look at a complete retirement plan, that's what we do. So if you want to take advantage of this, you come in. It's a it's a very informal, it's a really a deep dive. You'll walk out of here with a plan, an income plan, a tax plan, an estate plan. We'll go through everything. I've said it before. Someone quoted me the other day, but it's true. Throw everything in a box and come on in. 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855 to schedule a time. You'll meet with me personally, and we'll do some, uh, we'll do some good things. Um, if you wanted some of the information, of course, that's available too. So or send me a question, email me, any way we can help. As always, I, again, I hope you enjoyed this week's show. We'll be back next week at 7 a.m. I'm Tom Fortino for This Week in Wealth here on 720 WGN. 
Albertino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, and SEC-registered advisor. Alpha Wealth Group, WGN, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Insurance and annuities offered through Alpha Wealth Group, licensed in Illinois. Tom Fortino and Alpha Wealth Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.